Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire basketball podcast. You know, it's Andy here hanging out with Jeremy as well. We're doing a couple of basketball things. Again, back to – is this Andy three weeks in a row from MWR.com? I think so, which could be some sort of record. It's hard to tell. At the moment. For the past, for, since you and me doing it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, we, we, uh, people have heard, listened long enough realize there's been times where basketball's hard schedule to get down, especially non-conference play. Just because there's games every night of the week, it's like, what are we talking about? That's why, if you listen, we don't dive too deep into specific games. However, we got a couple games we're going to talk about this week. <laughs> exactly. It's true. It's true. But we are going to, you know, we we do like to give the nice overview of, you know, what it all means and how it all is kind of working together to to push us forward. So that's what we do here. So mwr.com, where you can find basketball, mostly preview stuff, a couple projection things. I've been putting out Andy's. Because it's we're less than a month away from Selection Sunday, and I put out the uh, I'm going to start to be like, hey, what if the tournament started today? Type of deal like who gets the buys? TeamRankings.com has a projection, so I'm going to start with there. I don't know if you read it or not. If you didn't, it's okay. I won't hold it against you, but you're busy. <laughs> I am but busy. Did you see who they had number one winning the conference tournament at this as of Monday? Who Team Rankings? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I don't recall. San Diego State. Yeah, okay, I can see that. But also they're sitting at the 40, possibly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's San Diego State, though, and it's the tournament, and it's weird, and their defense is elite, and that can, you know, factor into statistical things like that. What was it, you know, was it a computer-based? Yeah, it's their... Yeah. It's actually changed. Uh, they have a couple here. They must have changed. A, I'm on maybe on the wrong page here, but they it was really close. Like he goes round by round for the conference tournament, even though the conference per- tournament is not obviously not seeded yet. Right, right, right. But it goes round by round because you can look at the rankings now. Like they have a currently like the regular season type of thing, which is not. I'm looking. I like the conference tournament stuff, but it was really close. I wish I'd, I'm pulling the page up here to what the new updated ones. 
but it was really close. But it was a little surprising because their defense – and there's this guy who's on phone Twitter, Matt Clapp. He went to, I think, CSU, does stuff like the outback – or the comeback and I think awful announcing as well. So, But he's a big CSU guy. He's like – on Twitter, he's like, yeah, it makes sense. And we've talked about this for you and me, Andy, where you just mentioned their defense is elite, Aztecs. However, offense – can we say it leaves a little bit to be desired? Is that fair? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make enough shots. That's for sure. So so the point being, if there's a leak in their defense, they're screwed essentially. Or the offense. Or no, defense. Yeah, if the defense kind of uh, struggles here and there, like they go on a – they on the on the receiving end of an 8-2 run, they that might get them out of a game. If, you know what I mean? Or 10-0 run or 12-2 run against them. Right. That could be a problem. So as of right now, this updated a little bit. Their seeding has improved as is their chances to win. And so they're sitting at 21% chance to win the conference title, tournament title. But you also have Boise in 18.6, CSU 18.28, and lead league leading Wyoming, I guess maybe not the moment anymore, 11.47%. Utah State still 11%, which we'll get to the Aggies later because, oh, boy, I'm not a fan of them at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think – Again, with with how weird the the conference is and and how even that they can be, I think that San Diego State still is a very viable option to to win the tournament. Um, it it wouldn't shock me at all, especially you know considering they might need it more than uh, the other three teams too. When once we get there, uh, San Diego State may be playing for their for their tournament lives in the Mountain West tournament. So, yeah, I can absolutely see that playing out, you know, aside from just what the numbers say. Uh, it's not like they're a bad te- – it's not like they're a team made up of bad players. No, right? no, no, no. Uh, they've got really good talent on it, and when it's on, it's really good. Uh, that hasn't happened super consistently, although they are on a four-game win streak right now where, you know – and they've scored 70 70- two or more in the last three games, which is, I believe, the first time they've done that this season. Um, so, you know, the offense coming together a little bit more. It was against San Jose State, uh, Utah State, and Air Force. So not necessarily the best defenses in the world, but who cares? The shots just need to go in. Um you know, sometimes that's all you need to build confidence for those players, right? Just to see them go in. Yeah, because that uh, and, Matt, and Matt Bradley going off, you know, for twenty eight against uh, San Jose State, and then twenty two you know, versus Utah State. Yeah, and then you get, you know, getting a guy like Nathan Mensa involved, uh, fourteen against Air Force and uh, Keyshawn Johnson, eleven. You know, that's also th- those are just those are important things to get going. Um, but the fact that Matt Bradley is getting his game working so well, let's see, he was 8 of 16 against Utah State. He was 4 of 8 against Air Force, and he was 9 of 17 against San Jose State. So he's been shooting 50% or better in the last three games, and that's exactly what you – thought you were getting out of Matt Bradley, what you hoped you were getting out of Matt Bradley, and now it is what you're getting out of Matt Bradley. Um, and at this point in the season, that's huge. And and with the defense that they do have that's been solid, that is the number one defense in the country, according to Ken Palm, oh, yeah. um, that, that's that's big. So, so, yeah. So while the narrative this whole season has been the shots aren't falling, the offense is bad, that might be changing a little bit here. Um, and, and so, you know, and, and I, I just was mentioning the three-game stretch where they've scored over 72 or more. Um, but, you know, the game before that, he had 26 points in a, in a close win over Nevada um, where he shot – Seven of fifteen. So again, he's shooting like exactly fifty percent over the last four games, um, and he's he's hitting shots from beyond the arc. He's hitting them from inside. He's getting to the free throw line too. So again, um, yeah, don't don't totally sleep on San Diego State just because they've had they had some struggles there. They're not going to win the conference, I don't think, but they could definitely win the conference tournament. They could. I think that's the prize more of the. 
it's weird because we look at the standings, and there's some more aspects I want to get to myself. They're it's like oh the, the other day they're just seven and three. It looks weird because they have everybody else above them has ten or eleven wins. Remember they like as of right now they're eight. They're only two games back, so they tend to, and they're also only one game back in the loss column to Boise State, who's in first at ten at ten eleven and two. It's same thing. Let me, let me rephrase it. Sorry, they're tied in loss column with Colorado State, and did they lose to them twice? Right. This issue, or is it? Uh, no, they they split that series. Well, okay. Remember, San Diego State beat them by thirty. Oh, that's right. At the oh, jeez, how can I forget Aztecs Twitter bill on top of because you 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 hate the Aztecs. Stop that's it! Like... <laughs> I hate every I hate every team. Leave me alone. Well, um, you need to start hating everybody a little harder. <laughs> okay, there we go. but here, here's my point. They say they're out of it. I I believe it's by. Have they officially said it, if it's by win percentage? Because. Aztecs aren't going to play the same number of games as like Wyoming or Boise State. Well, no, but they but they are. I think. they're going to. I think. Uh, well, they have, so they have six games left down the stretch uh, on the schedule, so they might come up one. Okay, short. so seventeen. Yeah, uh, and, and I I guess I don't think anything. I I don't see where they would put something to reschedule it at this point. Okay, um, so if they're one game off, it's still going to be by win percentage. And one game is better than like four, like it could be. So there's a couple issues. Like if they're going to play, I think they play another three week game that final week of the season, or three game week, I should say. But they're tied with CSU in the lost column and one back of Wyoming and Boise State lost column. So I don't, I, it, there's a little bit of work to do, but I could still see them possibly winning the conference because yeah. they split with CSU. Um, what's the record for Boise State? They still have, and they still. I, let me get their schedule here. They still have Boise State and Wyoming on the schedule. Yeah. Well, so the, yeah, the problem is they have four of the next six at uh, on the road, tough, and yeah. two and two of those are Boise State and Wyoming. Wyoming, and they have both of their games against Fresno State in this stretch, yeah. which is you know a sneaky tough game. And they end the season going to Nevada, which, if we remember, uh, even just last season, Nevada ended up being out of it pretty much near the end of the mm-hmm. year, and then just played spoiler a bunch at the yeah. end. Uh, and so, who knows if they would do that again? Um, well, they yeah, just so, won by two. They was a close win at Viejas, so that's uh, yeah. it's pretty right. tough. There's chances, but that Fresno, Boise, San Jose State week is three games in a the week. They back to back. Weeks where they they play six games in two weeks essentially. Yeah. Well, when I was just talking to uh, to Matt Zemek at the Trojan Wire about this, um, so so the top four in the Mountain West, they all have two games left against other teams in the top four. So like San Diego State has Boise State and Wyoming on the road. Um, Colorado State. Still has which ones are they playing? Uh, they have Wyoming at home and Boise State yeah, at home. So that yeah. so those are you know that's the easier of this slate. <laughs> I mean because they're both at home, right? Yeah. That's that's really the main difference here. Wyoming splits um, one game away against Colorado State, and then they also have San Diego State at home, and then Boise State goes to Colorado State and has. San Diego State at home. So lots of hoops, lots of hoops there. But, you know, of those four, that's why I would say that this might be tough for San Diego State to win the conference title uh, in the regular season is because going down the stretch, you know, they're all playing each other a lot. um, And San Diego State has to go on the road more than the other teams. And that just might hurt them in terms of that. And they just play more games and there's just more chances to stub your toe. Yeah. You know, I think if they were to do it, they'd have to go five and one. But Probably, think, just because yeah. of who plays everybody else, yeah. and they're technically two games back, even though the loss column's favorable for them. Yeah, but, and, and if they did that, even if they don't get a, a conference title by that point, if they go five and one down this last stretch, yeah. as long as they don't lose to you know San Jose State in the first round of the playoffs or something, yeah. or you know the, the Mountain West tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should be fine to get in that large bid, I would think. Like, they're playing their best basketball because going yeah. back to that Boise State debacle, 42-37, they, they scored the most points all year. They scored 70-plus points in four games at that point. I believe, no, five games. Um, 
and they've only lost this, this close issue, controversial loss, obviously. And then the only bad loss where it was good was Utah State. Then they avenged that the other day, winning by, nine, by what, 19, just the other day. And so they're right. playing. If their offense doesn't need to be amazing. It just needs <laughs> and, to be pretty and good. And I, I think to, in fairness and, and as a little token to our San Diego State fans, that Colorado State game really could have gone either way there. You know, they lost by one point. And, you know, a foul could have been called. Or, or, or they could have shot better than 30%. Yeah. Get, 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 get so, the 34%. Get the you know, 32%. Hey, I, <laughs> I was, you know how you get to 30%, you know, you, uh, you don't get fouled on two pointers at the end of the game. Oh. And then you raise that percentage up just a little bit because that layup's a little oh, easier. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Anyway. But they're playing very well. That they are playing very well and that that Colorado State game, you, like you said, they avenged the Utah State loss, uh, and, by almost the exact same score, actually just slightly better. Uh, and then, you know, that Colorado State game, it goes down as a loss, but every San Diego State fan will tell you that they won that game and that that game was stolen from them. Do not pull up uh, Mike Gundy of College Football Oklahoma State <laughs> where you made actual rings. I think they won the Big 12 that year or something pretty well. Their team rings did not did not reflect their loss to Central Michigan, <laughs> which is if you yeah if you're gonna pull a Mike Gundy, just go around yelling, "I'm a man, I'm 40." That's the that's the only good Mike Gundy shtick. Every other Mike Gundy shtick is bad and weird. His mullet, him, yeah, he's, <laughs> oh my gosh, he's his, his choice of news networks. Yeah, I don't. Know. Oh yeah, the just, you yeah. know he he's just uh, he's just a wild character. But I just remember, you know, his impassioned. I'm a man. I'm forty. You you criticize me, you know, instead it's, of the quarterback. It goes back to a kid. His mom, like they get their. Okay, this is ten years old now because it's gonna be fifty. They get right. if you're playing a college. If you have ever been in a college football college game, pro. If you're covering the games like I have, you've been to games, they, they have all the box lunches for everybody. And I yeah. guess the kid was with his mom or something, and she's just like, not a big deal, just holding his food or something in, like, the box while he's getting food out there, just kind of sitting with him while he's eating. That's all it was. And they were talking about something weird in that direction, so it was kind of weird. But you know what I like about college sports? The pettiness of college sports. Yeah. Because, okay, I, I'll – I'm going to bring this up really quick. I talked about this on a radio show today. It was something I heard from Split Zone Duo. Um, I I don't think me and Matt discussed in our football podcast, but Lincoln Riley, who's now at USC, um, uh-huh. I, I am surprised. I wonder if Matt Zimmick wrote about this, or even our buddy Matt Wadley, who does stuff with Trojan Wire too. So when he left Oklahoma to go to USC, he gets on the jet from USC going to L.A. He gets off the plane. He's wearing his the USC Apollo Nike. He's wearing his Jumpman Crimson OU shoes. Ooh. How, and then there's a Change.org petition to have him bring them back. <laughs> so, oh, my God. And then some of the comments are, that's state-funded money, taxpayer money, because he's a state employee. <laughs> yeah. that's Those shoes belong to the state of Oklahoma, dang it. No, they're just going to throw them out or whatever because they're – who's going to take these shoes? And so, no, they'll – yeah, they'll burn them in effigy and it'll be great. <laughs> I just – the pettiness is great. The portal stuff he talks about. I'm recruiting from the portal. I'm not recruiting from Oklahoma. Wink, wink, sure, nod, yeah, I got it, Coach Riley. Yeah. Uh, but this stuff is great, all this stuff. We, so, we, I, we, we missed out. We should have gotten more of that with all this Utah, Utah State stuff happened after Craig, after Craig Smith left. There could have been so much more pettiness over that, but everyone was just so, like, I don't know. I didn't see it if it was there. Um, maybe I missed out on, you know, the darkest corners of yeah. Utah sports Twitter. But, you know, there was, like, Ryland Jones coming over to Utah State. There was, you know, Marco Anthony and Raleigh Worcester going over mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just The thing is, chirping, a little bit more chirping would have been fun. So, Andy, I'm the radio show producer work on. Do you want to know how much college basketball we talk about? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> there you go. That's why it's not a big deal. Plus, yeah. Craig Smith is a super nice guy, and everybody loves Craig Smith. And exactly. So and, that's and, part and of that, it, too. And that's the thing is that, you know – there, you weren't going to get that from from that, and you won't get that if it happened with somebody like Nico Medved either. Like if he went to Colorado, which I, I don't think Tad Boyle's going anywhere, and I don't think Nico Medved would take that job. But 
you know, I, I it's think the move up. That's what it is. Like, oh, Utah, Utah State, give and it's the eight. and it's the close one, and that's the only reason why I even say them. Um, you know, I, I don't think that you would get a ton of that kind of animosity going on. Well, also, at the moment, but, I, you know, the, this Lincoln, it's not like USC and Oklahoma are you know next door neighbors. So I guess that that pettiness can really travel across time zones. Totally can. And then there's also. Um, his argument Craig Commission to stay because you know the Aggies are still better than my youth. So it's like yeah. I just don't get Utah basketball, not to make this Utah basketball show, but they've had multiple NBA players and they do jack squat in college basketball. Like Kyle Kuzma is a quality NBA player and they had him and couldn't do anything. Well, see now they you know, we'll see how it goes now that they've made the correct decision to steal a Mountain West coach. <laughs> um, you know, I don't – Larry Kraskoviak was not getting the job done. Paid way uh, too much money, too. Way he wasn't – you know, was was Kraskoviak around during the Utah Mountain West era? Mm-mm. I don't I don't think so, right? No, what Utah should have done, not to make – Hey, they're a former they're they're a former Mountain West school. We can you know we yeah, can yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. talk about Utah. Alex yeah. Jen, Alex Jensen would make the best choice. However, he's an assistant with Utah Jazz, and he's going to be an right. NBA head very soon. He was interested, but he pulled himself out of the running. That would have been as a U guy, like that would have been like oh, the whole yeah. amazing by far. Craig Smith hopefully should be a good hire, but Alex Jensen, he's just going to be he's an NBA guy. That's what's going to yeah. be eventually been with the Jazz for all, and Jazz are doing pretty well. So, But I don't know, like, Greg Smith going to Utah, it's like, well, there wasn't too much going on, just because it had to go to BYU a little bit more, but there's some feisty fans out there everywhere, but it's just well, depending this. Yeah, this is the stuff that kind of, this is the one thing that sort of sucks for Craig Smith, though, just to, you know, talk about a former guy for a second. Um, they're really bad this year, <laughs> and Craig Smith hasn't had a Super, you know, bad year before he went fourteen and eighteen and five and eleven. His second year in South Dakota, mm-hmm. that was the worst year he's had. He's been at twenty wins uh, for five straight years, uh, and then he he left the Mountain West. Did he get a little too big for his britches, or is you know are the Utes just not set up for success quite yet? Who knows? The Utes uh, sound good. I don't. It doesn't make sense. But hey, they're not the worst in the Pac-12. Uh, sure. That that distinction goes to my hometown team, Oregon State, who lost to Arizona today. Anyway, we're, we're talking a lot about Pac-12 teams here uh, and, and football and things that aren't Mountain West basketball. And I All say right. it's time to right the ship. Let's get it back, get in back on, tra- on track. So, do your buddy we talked about last week, Lucas Harkins. We're yeah. going to kind of discuss this a little bit. We talked about the conspiracy. Whispers, not really conspiracy, guys, where <laughs> the ESPN metrics favor teams on their network contracts, conversely, Mountain West and, I guess, Big East or lower West Coast Conference and those metrics. I'm not, we're not entirely sure. Neither, even though you, you're a colleague of Lucas there, you're not entirely sure if this article is what this is about, but it's still really good. So he put together a – it's titled Analyzing Impact of Metrics in, in the NCAA Tournament for Seeding and Selection. And so it kind of goes what we talked about last week, and there's a few Mountain West teams in here. There are average resume rankings and quality rankings, and there's six total, correct? Well, so there are or eight total. I forget there's exactly. well, so it's so it's six total if you count the net. Um, when we have to—that's the official one. <laughs> okay, but I need you to yeah. So let me explain what you're looking at here. Um, so when we talk about this sort of thing, looking at the resume rankings, that's going to be Kevin Pauga index and strength of resume, uh, and then the quality rankings will be uh, Ken Palm, Jeff Sagarin, and the BPI. The net is important, but it's it, it's not either one of just resume or quality. So gotcha. it's not factored in uh, with this. The net is sort of used as a sorting tool, and then these metrics are used um, alongside that. Uh, okay. that, that. That's my understanding of, what, of what's going on here. Okay. And so, uh, make sure if somebody's like net, and that's kind of like the big picture of what I guess. So right. I, I guess maybe. But besides being the official NCAA one, but here's what he came up with. So this is pretty good because there's a big difference in here because resume ranking is, if I'm correct, if I assume what a resume is, because I do know, I should know what a resume is, but 
in basketball terms, it's basically how you're playing, right? Your body of work of what's going on. Is that sound, is that correct? Like you're beating teams, the opponent doesn't necessarily matter. You have a good record. Is that kind of a good way of what resume is like? How you're performing on the court. Yeah, so the resume metric basically, it, 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 the idea of a good resume metric is to tell you how difficult would it be to to get the wins that you got. Okay. Um, and that can include where you got them. That can include when you got them, maybe. Um, a lot of it includes, you know, who did you beat? How much did you beat them by, maybe? Um but a lot of it, yeah, it's just, you know, did you uh, play above expectations maybe too? But it, it's get, that one is the one that looks at wins and losses a, a lot more yeah. than, than the other ones uh, that are focused more on efficiency, you know, points per possession, um, which are the quality metrics. Yeah, so good to quality would be, and we discussed before offline, I think we're still, I'm still correct on this, correct, <laughs> correct on this. Quality is kind of like, well, it's simple, the quality of your opponents. So, well, it, it, in in this context, I mean, yeah. So in this context, quality means it's referring specifically to BPI, Ken Palm, and Sagarin, yeah. which are metrics that focus specifically on points per possession okay. um, and, and efficiency. That's what quality means okay. here. Okay. It's basically not to judge your opponents. It's to judge you and how well you – are expected to play against your opponents, basically. Okay. Resume is what says, what have you done? Uh, who have you beaten? Where did you do it? Uh, do we think that that is, and, and then we basically make a decision as, you know, was that a good win? How good of a win was it? And quantify that. Okay. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So when looking at this, so what Lucas did is really good. He put two rankings, like did, I believe he put, um, because resume rankings and quality rankings are different, obviously. And so he put together some of the most differential in those. And from what am I looking at, and you can correct me again because we kind of discussed it beforehand. When you're looking at the good resume rankings, right now Wyoming's number two on this list where it's 30th, the biggest difference, I should say. So he puts average resume rankings, Wyoming's 30, quality rankings 71.7, so difference of 41.7. Only Iona is, has a bigger differential of 44. And when you look at the list, you have Mountain West teams, you have the MAC teams, like the Metro Atlantic MAC, not the Mid-American MAC, which is weird, because I participate in the first MAC conference. <laughs> you have the Atlantic 10, which is a good conference, like at the bottom tier of a power league. It's the Big East, you have Mountain West teams in there, you have a SOCON team, Conference USA, mostly not many power teams, like you have two Big 12 teams in there and one ACC team. So for my understanding, and maybe you can correct me again and tell me, no, you're stupid, you're wrong, but with the quality, like you mentioned, just more efficiency, uh, points per possession, that seems to me about if you're in a conference that's not elite, that number is going to be worse because those teams in those leagues typically aren't considered as good. Is that a fair way to put it, or am I way off? So teams that are in, you know, quote-unquote bad leagues will generally have really good you know, really good teams, anyway, will have good quality rankings, uh, but bad resume rankings. You think so? Okay, I thought it was reversed. Cause, okay, continue. Because the other one's the opposite. I'm looking at the right. You can let you finish in a second, but quality, it's more Big Ten, A10, SEC, Big E. So that's what, okay. Then we got but the backwards. But a lot of these, you know, these aren't super high rankings, right? Um, and these are a lot of teams with bad quality, which basically means they they don't, and they, I mean, they're not that bad. They're all top 100 teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, the difference we're looking at here is what's... Little, right. So uh, Iona, uh, for instance, is a team, is, uh, is an odd one. They are kind of a, not what you would expect necessarily, um, where they've got some really good wins. They beat Alabama for instance, Um, but they have lost some other games or not played as well as it would be expected in other games. Um, They've got a really good defense, but an offense that that struggles at times. So, you know, um, their quality rankings aren't all that good. 
It's but but yeah, you you don't necessarily. It goes against conventional wisdom, I think, a little bit, and that's why maybe why you are confused about it. Or something is well, not. I mean, but I think your assumption is generally correct that you you would think that a team from a worse conference. Well, it depends too, because these resume rankings sometimes just the amount of wins you get. Can can help you there too. Well, that's what I was getting. So, if you, so yeah, if you're really helps. really running through that, yeah, you're right. Um, if you're really just racking up a lot of wins and just just specifically getting a good record, that can help you as well. Um, and so that's maybe why Iona's are are bumping up here as well. But the resume ranking isn't elite, right? Because the quality of the opponent isn't all that good. Quality there meaning um, just the strength, uh, the I level know. of the opponent. I have a weird question to ask you. Sure. I, as you're discussing what quality is, like points for possession efficiency. So if you're a team, you can – okay, th- maybe this is super conspiracy theory and weird, and but I think I think there's some logic in this. If you're a good team like Iona's up here, Wyoming, Miami, Florida, Davidson, all top 40 resume teams, they have the biggest differential. If you're that good of a team and – could you actually make your quality ranking worse because you shut a team down so bad they're so inefficient on offense it hurts your quality ranking who you're playing? Um, I just throw something late, out there. Late in the season, that's less likely to happen. Yeah. If you're if early in the season, if you're dealing with systems that don't have a lot of preseason projections in them or anything like that, that are only dealing with raw data, then yeah, you can certainly skew your own. You can beat someone so bad that you affect. Negatively affect your quality. Yeah, you negatively, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, I think, Just a thought. Just a thought. I mean, you, uh, I'm not sure, to be that's, honest. That's a fine answer, it's, too. It's, it's, it's a math problem, basically. And as much as I do like playing around with numbers, sometimes math theory gets, especially trying to do it quickly, uh, gets my head twisted around. So, <laughs> but, I th- but I I think that's a possibility, but it's very minuscule. I think your answer is great. Like early on, it could jack somebody up, but at some point, you're playing enough games. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You'd have to have many, many games if you'd be that dominant and a team playing that poorly against you, either because you're that good or they just play off to have a, more than a couple points a week. It's just a thought. The, 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 big, the better... I guess a uh, manifestation of that would be if you knocked some, like let's say that you only had one quadrant one win and it was against a conference opponent. And then in the rematch, you beat them so badly that you knocked them out of quadrant. <laughs> one. Uh, that would be yeah. kind of a way to do this. Yeah, that's uh, what that I think later in the season is, is yeah. more, you know, you might see teams that might also pull up on on the reins a little bit because <laughs> they don't want to do that. They they want to keep their opponent, you know, oh, they want yeah. to keep this in the net. Strategy uh, there. So yeah, who knows? So you could see that go a few different ways uh, potentially. But yeah, so I, I think that the the big kind of upshot for Lucas's 
uh, article that he did here on Heat Check that we've been referencing here. Yeah. Um, Lucas Harkins on HeatCheckCBB.com. Uh, basically, the, the the summary here is that the committee, when it's making decisions about selecting teams for the the NCAA tournament, just choosing the 68 teams, they've been favoring resume metrics more than quality metrics. Why do you think that is? Because they those teams have gotten the wins that will answer the question who deserves to be here. Could this be like the Belmont thing where they won 30-something games or whatever didn't get in? Yeah, I mean, it can be kind of like – it can be that where they say, yeah, those 30 wins were against, you know, nobody. We don't care about those 30 wins. They weren't good enough wins. Um, they it, it can also be a way to just – basically, it, it, it's – you know, everyone says the wins – have to matter at some point, you know. Yeah, we've discussed that. You wow, and, at some point, and, you're winning by this, two points. Who cares? Every game. And this is the point where they matter. Um, and, and like you said, and this is where it could favor Wyoming. Where, hey, you know what? You won those games. Yeah. Uh, the the predictive models didn't think you were going to keep winning them because you kept only winning by two, and that's not really a stable way to go about things. And yet. Here you are. It's a hell of a lot better than losing by two every game, right? Exactly. And so that's why those teams, you know, uh, get selected for, for the tournament. Um, it's not a hard and fast rule to be sure, but it is something where if there's a discrepancy perhaps between two teams, if they're looking at Wyoming, say, and, uh, let's choose a good one from the other list. Washington State. Or Virginia well, Tech. Virginia Tech. Let's Oklahoma. say Virginia Tech. Or Oklahoma. That's another team that I've seen uh, pretty close to the cut line. You know, they might say, look, um, Oklahoma's got good predictive measures. The computers think they're going to win, but dang, they just never do. Yeah. Um, whereas Wyoming, it's like the computers don't think they're going to win, but dang, they do. So it's like, who do you want in the tournament? You want the team that wins. Uh, and Clearly, so, yeah. And so Wyoming – you know, obviously you don't want to go too far off what the computers think is, is smart, but mm-hmm. you, you, I think when you get down to the, those sorts of decisions, not that I think that Wyoming is that close to the bubble really, but just as, they, a, as an example. Cause the discrepancy uh, is 41 between their quality and resume ranking. Yeah. Um, which, you know, the quality ranking is not great but luckily the resume is good enough to where they aren't going to necessarily have to rely on it a lot of teams they're relying on quality resumes to try to sneak or sorry quality rankings to try to sneak them in without having any really good wins on their schedule uh see also iowa Mm -hmm. is a team that's trying to do this that's basically beating the hell out of everybody and then you know but but you look at who all the everybody's are, and it's really nobody. Um, so their resume is ranked, you know, 46th, and their quality rankings ranks them as, like, a top 20 team. Uh, so they're more of a paper tiger. That's because you're the big tech, and that kind of helps you out that way, too. Right. Um, to a degree, just because well, your opponents are tougher than – Well, so that's the, th- the thing that – it really helps them out is their average resume rankings that even their losses are coming up as not bad losses, yeah. which is why their resume is still a top 50 resume. But really, you know, they're not winning the games they need to be winning. Um, the games they are winning, they're winning them by a ton and their offense is doing great. And so quality rankings love them, but they're not getting very meaningful wins. Uh, Michigan, another team that's sort of like that, I mean, you could sort of say the same thing, I guess, against about Gonzaga and Houston, but their quality and their resumes are both so good that that conversation really doesn't apply to either of them. Yeah, a good example too: Washington State, fourteen and ten. They're saying you're not staring at this, folks, but they're forty-eight quality resumes, one hundred four. They're currently losing to UCLA by ten at half, but they're top fifteen team. Losing to Oregon, Arizona State, Arizona. Beating up on the bad teams like Utah, Cal, Stanford's not great. I don't think Cal's very good this year. They're losing record at the moment. So they're beating up on teams that aren't very good. Yeah. Um, so so one important thing here, though, too, another team on this list of, you know, teams that are dependent on quality rankings, where there's a big differential in the favor of being good in the 
ranks like Ken Palm. Um, San Diego State shows up on this list. They're the Mountain West team that's in the, in here. Mm-hmm. Um, their resume is really not bad. It's it's a top fifty resume, kind of like you know Iowa's is. Their quality rankings aren't quite as good. Um, but San Diego State, like we said at the, at the top of this, they've got a lot of good chances down the stretch to, to add to this and to improve their resume rankings and to really not be relying too much on that. Um, but if you're in these, you know, top 50 in both, you're in good shape. You're definitely in good shape. Um, it's these teams that have really big discrepancies. Well, Wazoo's like, huge. 40. Wazoo's is, yeah, Wazoo's is crazy. It's like 60, 60 spots difference. Their resume, they just have not beaten anybody. Their quality rankings, though, uh, they look good. Uh, the, the computers love them. They, they like what they're doing. That's great for the computers. They hold on. But, they have a game here. <laughs> Sorry, Derek. Pull up the schedule here. I didn't realize, I forgot about this game happening. Is this the Arizona State game? Yeah, it's 51 to 29. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've just played in one of the ugliest games all year long and, and, but a win like that helps them in the computer because they they held Arizona State to 29 points. They've been one by you know, 21 points, right? And they points. and they've been holding on to that win all year long um, to help them in the computers. So you know things like that happen, and that's another reason why I think it's probably good. I mean, not that. So computers still make the resume rankings. It's just that they are slight. They're not as predictive. They're more descriptive. What what has happened in the past, not what will happen in the future, which, um, yeah, is why I think that's a better way to to select teams for the field. Now, once teams are in the field, once the te- once the field of sixty eight is created, then seeding actually starts to go towards the other way, where they're doing a little bit more predictive. So, um, a team like Wyoming might get dinged in its seeding because its quality rankings are low, whereas San Diego State might end up getting a higher seed than you would have thought because its quality rankings are pretty good. Um, now, does that mean that San Diego State is better than Wyoming? I don't think so, but it could mean that they end up with a better seed at the end of it all, even if Wyoming ends up with a better record overall. I got you. Do you between the two? Do, what do you take more credence in? Between well, resume and quality. Yeah. What do you think is more the better outlook on the? I know they both have their spots. Well, so I guess what's the question? Uh, you know, what am I? What am I looking for? Am I trying to decide yeah. who who's going to win a game? Yeah. What would you if you're gonna bring put two teams next to each other? Okay, I need to see you one hot spot higher or lower. What would you lean toward? If I'm deciding on their seating, yeah, yeah, they're in the field, and you're going by seating, oh. or or in or out, essentially, let's do in or out, the last team. Well, so so if I and so this is, I think, what I'm. This is so. It gets tricky. Yeah, I, 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 I think these, I think these are two different questions. Okay, the inner, the inner out question let's do that is one. is generally I I agree that I think it makes sense to to look at resume. For that, okay, I'd agree with you. I'm in your same because way. that says you know, okay, we finished the season. What you're did you winning, do? right? You're, yeah, you're, doing well. you're you're winning, and, and do you did you earn a spot? Did you earn it? Mm-hmm. And and that's what we're going to try to decide. Now, after you're in the field, and we need to figure out where to rank you on this, you know, this line to mm-hmm. to put you in the in the bracket. That's where I think you can look at quality and say, look, you know. Now that we've seen what you did and that you've made it here, we're going to seed the tournament based on who we think the best teams are uh, projecting that forward, right? We're going to make kind of an, according to predictive models, maybe a little bit more, not totally, but a little bit more. Um, I think, I think that would make sense as well to do it that way. I, I don't, I don't think there needs to be any criteria that's like, well, they were, you know, we, your, your selection criteria and your seeding criteria can be different. I think that's fine. No, that makes sense. That's why, yeah. that's why I stopped. Like, okay, let's fix yeah. this. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So let's get back to Mount Wilson. I want to go over that. It's a very fascinating thing because they, it, you would think, I don't know what to think. The number is never going to be exactly the same, but when you see big differences, it makes you think about where, where should this team really be? And so, 
that's why I think Wyoming is okay with the resume. Because if you get wins, that's you said that ultimately that's what matters. But the Mountain West, so let's keep it with Wyoming. They were ranked I, I use the word I should use the word are currently ranked, but they're not going to be ranked momentarily, <laughs> Andy here. They were number twenty two. The pit has a history of beating teams or New Mexico beating teams at the pit. They beat all the time ago number one Arizona team. Back yeah. I think Jeff Graham put out there it was a top ten. Was it Wyoming who was top ten they beat as well? Oh gosh, I don't I don't I don't recall. But I forget the tweet. But, but, but the, the pit is, you know, it's it's known that it's a difficult place to go, uh, and they're gonna go get some some big wins there, yeah. And New Mexico ended up beating it well, I mean seventy five to sixty six with the big second half. And even though he had Grandma AK with twenty six points, that's about all he did. But if you look at New Mexico, like house whew. Yeah. <laughs> thirty four points, made it four seven three pointers. They outshot the Cowboys overall. The free throws were close. We can't blame that. Three-pointing was close. It was just their offense shot much better. They held the, held the defense down. And then the defense overall, they had more blocks and steals. Turnovers were actually favored for Wyoming. But it was a game where it's like house is the reason they got the victory in that one. And it's a, it's a tough loss for Wyoming because they're sitting – it could have been 10-1 lead play, keep moving the rankings. And now I don't think it's going to impact them for the – and say tournament a bit. Are they pretty safe to be in regardless of how they finish? Um, I, oh, I wouldn't say regardless of how they finish, but if they finish, uh, without taking any really bad losses, um, they don't want to stack up too many. I think they could reasonably still get in if even going three and three down the stretch and having uh, a good showing in the Mountain West tournament, as long as those three losses aren't Air Force, Nevada, and UNLV. Um, <laughs> you, know, you got three good ones to go with. <laughs> well, right, but it w- yeah, so it would be weird, right? They would help. They would certainly uh, help their resume stuff. Kind of maybe I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I think that those games though against Air Force and uh, well maybe just that one, maybe Nevada uh, at home could. Those two could be games where they could help their quality metrics and their seeding a little bit. Um, but yeah, the, the ones on the road against Colorado State, uh, on the road against UNLV and even at home against San Diego State and Fresno, those are going to be tough. So Wyoming certainly has their work cut out for them. There's at least, at least three tough games on here. And, and I shouldn't totally write off UNLV. I was saying it before the show, before we came on here. They're, they're, they're coming along. Hey. You know, they, what I tell they, you guys? they haven't put together a crazy long streak or anything. They've only had one. I mean, it's really been like win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss all year long for them. Uh, they haven't lost two consecutive league games. They've won two consecutive league games once. Uh, and now they sit at seven and six. So they've really been right back and forth. Uh, but they, they're over 500. They're a top 100 team in Ken Palm. Uh, they're they're slowly but surely coming along under Kevin Kruger. So, you know, I don't want to to uh, write them off completely. As I mean, the thing is, they're sitting in that fifth spot right now. That that getting that buy and they would be, be playing San Diego State. Yeah, um, and it would also be kind of hugely bad for Fresno State and Utah State to have not gotten into that spot and it was slipped even further. I know that you are not uh, currently uh, talking to Utah State. No, <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. But you, 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 um, you're not, you're not a fan at the moment. When they uh, call me, I, I send the voice now. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm like, uh, call. that's pretty their call because they were. Coming on strong of late, they they won a, what three in a row? I believe it was. They won five in a row. Five in a row. Okay, yeah. They, but then here's the problem: when they run into somebody good, San Diego State, they got blown out. So here's what I want to say with them: they're a team that I'm not trusting them because they lost four in a row and won five in a row. And again, those four losses were at Colorado, tough games: at Colorado State, Wyoming, at Fresno, host of Boise State. Very difficult teams. In San Diego State, they beat. That's like a pretty tough stretch right there, those games. And then they've turned it around, but then losing that one, I mean, nothing wrong with that. But just their schedule is tough, easy, tough, easy. That's the kind of problem. Like Nevada, Air Force, San Jose State, UNLV, we discussed this last time, not the most difficult stretch in the world. They're a team where they have opportunities 
to get there because they still have Boise and CSU. So there's they have chances to make noise, but I'm not going to trust them to do anything special. Like odds are they'll probably finish two and two the rest of the season, and they'll put them in eight and ten in league play. And they're a team who they proved it a little bit by beating. I guess they proved it once by beating San Diego State. They were close to CSU, close to Wyoming, but I'm not going to trust them to get a buy or do anything big. But then again, I'm yeah, I'm just going to wait and see on them essentially. Like do your thing. They might surprise me, but I'm not going to trust it. That's how I'm going to go when they play a team in the top half of the conference. Because they're clearly not a top half of the conference team with the losing league record at the moment. No, I mean, they're, they're not – they're close. I mean, they're the the lowest ranking team in the Mountain West that still has an over 500 overall record. Uh, you know, Nevada, New Mexico, Air Force, and San Jose State form a pretty clear bottom four in the league. You know, the top seven, I mean, there's really a top four, and then there's the middle three, and then there's a bottom four. That's, uh, that's how the league is sort of played out this year. Um, and the top four is, the top four is great, but that middle four, they're just sort of weird. <laughs> and none of them yeah. are, are none of them can ever build up the momentum to to capitalize on the flashes of greatness that they do show. I mean, you got Bryce Hamilton or uh, you know Orlando Robinson or Justin Bean, all, any of these guys taking over games and going wild and 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 looking like future pros and like this team could do anything, and then they you know lose the next game by thirty or something. So they're just kind of all weird curious teams that go back and forth. Um, but one of them is going to do something stupid and, and ruin the Mountain West tournament for us. And, you know, not ruin, but they're going to create some magic there and they're going to knock some team out. I don't think they'll knock them out of, of the NCAA tournament. I'm feeling pretty good about a four-bid Mountain West right now. Um, but I do think that one of those three teams from the middle could cause a little bit of havoc. My guess is Fresno State, but... Who knows? UNLV might be that that team. Speaking of those teams, I'm looking up a DraftKings sportsbook at the moment, and we've uh, talked. We wow, like I'm not paying attention to you. No, you bring up these teams. So they list six teams who can win the conference tournament right now. Um, I, I won't make you guess, but Wyoming's the favorite. Okay. Is that Boise's number two? CSU's number three. And they're very close. Wyoming's minus 105. Boise's plus 145. CSU's plus 350. I want to play a game with you, Andy. San Diego State's the next best team in terms of odds to win it. CSU's plus 350. Where do you think San Diego State would come in? Right now? Yeah. Uh, plus 600? Not even close. 2,500. Woo! I need to send a text that shows over to somebody and say, hey, plus 2,500 for San Diego State? You're telling me, I'm just saying, right? Can I Venmo you 10 bucks? <laughs> UNLV is plus 40,000. Plus 40,000? $10 will get you $4,000. Hey, I mean, hey, hey, I mean, that's not a terrible investment right there. Bryce Hamilton, baby. Hey, <laughs> come to my side. And at first, I say he's also plus 40,000. Put, put, put a uniform on Kevin Kruger. Get him in the Mountain West tournament. <laughs> and we'll get wow. some real magic going. But I'm not kidding. Plus 4,500, that's ridiculous. Hey, I, that's. That Josh, if you're good money if you can get it, yeah. Buddy Josh, this might be illegal over over the airways, but Josh, look for an email from me later. <laughs> you know I what Josh is talking about? No, you don't. So, uh, but, but neither is the government. There's so, Josh's up there. <laughs> yeah, but that's very because we saw what team rankings was saying. We see what this is saying. That is like I don't that a ton. I do stuff. I'm doing okay this year about. Basically, even money, essentially, so not bad, but not great. But, like, that's something where there, there's something weird going on, right? There's, Might, there, well, I don't think that there's anything weird going on there. I mean, they have the number 200 ranked offense in Ken Palm. Yeah. So I can see where some sports books analytics are going to not like San Diego State very much. And they're going to like the three teams ahead of them a lot more, and that's obviously going to play into the, the thing there. Uh, but I do see, I see a lot of potential value there. I mean, I'm not a, uh, a betting expert and I wouldn't listen to my advice if, if, 
you know, if you were looking for that necessarily, <laughs> but uh, to, to the naked eye, if you're telling me like twenty plus twenty five hundred means, yeah, probably pretty long shot. I'm yeah. telling you, uh, San Diego State. I don't think they're that much of a long shot. So uh, that's my that thought. Sounds, that sounds like a, that sounds like a better bet than uh, Colorado State, Wyoming, or Boise State. I mean, in terms of potential value on your investment. Yeah, that's what we did for value. That's amazing. So that's just uh, set look out for. And so I, yeah. yeah I don't know how long that number is going to hold. We'll see. I, I'm going <laughs> to eat. I'll literally email him when we're done. here. like, hey, so what, 10 bucks? Like, what's the problem? Harm. So I'm not going to put too much money. But like, when you look at the Mountain Tournament, though, there's four teams. Like, there's the four teams that trust the most. San Diego State, Boise, CSU, Wyoming. Utah State's sitting here at the fifth spot uh, to rankings above Fresno, which is weird. Yeah. But going back to that really quick, UNLV is 9.79, so let's just basically say 10%. Six teams have a 1 in 10 chance to win a conference to title. And it doesn't include Fresno State. Wow. It's going to be wide open. Like, it's, you're going to see, like, if we're looking, we'll get into this later, but the most weirdness of the conference tournament, I would say, if we're going to see any wackiness, it would be, like you said, I think Utah State, even though I'm still screening their calls, I'm just saying. <laughs> but never, then Fresno or UNLV are the three. Uh, clear, okay, that's Captain Obvious statement here, those three teams. But I, I'd be comfortable saying right now, one of those three teams will be in a semifinal game. I, I wouldn't doubt it with how weird. I mean, this was Wyoming as an eight seed a couple years ago or something. I mean, didn't they get to the to the semifinals? Yeah, they, they've been pretty far. And looking at the standings, maybe <laughs> and then just, poor Alan Edwards got fired, and then Jeff Linder came around. But you know, and Linder, oh boy, for you that athletic piece, he's gone apparently. It's like, oh man, I, I don't mm. want to talk about that. That's not good. Um, so anything like what? What do we have the rest of this week that we get into before we wrap it up here? Anything important games you're looking at this weekend, or any particular? Uh, I know we got a lot of teams, a lot, a lot of games this week. Yeah, so um, big games coming up on Saturday. Um, it's there's not a huge there's no matchups between uh, top four teams, but there are some interesting ones. Um, probably chief among that is San Diego State going to Fresno. That's a pretty big game for them. Uh, they're on a four game win streak as we mentioned before, so extending that, continuing to help their Resume uh, is going to be good. Boise State is hosting Utah State. Um, that'll be a good one. Also, potential, yeah. Colorado State is going to Las Vegas to try to avenge that loss to UNLV from earlier in the year when Bryce Hamilton put up those 42 points I mentioned yes. earlier. Was so last that, week, right? The after that again? was, I mean, not that long ago, yeah, um, at some point. <laughs> so there's uh, some good games. There's some upset yeah, potential, like Matt. Def- definitely, yeah. So they're not they're not the, maybe the the top build games. Like we had boy, what was Super Bowl Sunday? That was Colorado State, Boise State. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was awesome. Um, was we don't have we don't have that kind of level of game this week, but we do have some important, some like sneaky good ones where you might see like, oh crap, wait, what? Who lost to who? Um, and and so in that respect. Air Force going on the road to Wyoming. Wyoming coming off a loss. You know, you never know. You just never know. You know what this Saturday looks like, actually? Not including even the Air Force-Wyoming game, but this this games look like the quarterfinal matchup of the Mountain West Tournament. I, <laughs> right? Like these matchups? Yeah, I mean, that's not far off. I could see I could see some of these going down like this. Yeah, if San Diego State-Fresno State could be a 4-5 game. Yeah. Colorado State-UNLV, that could be a 2-7 Boise State, Utah State, that could be a 3-6. Or you could flip those and, you know, one yeah. could be, the other could be a 3-6 and the other could be the 2-7. Well, I mean, one Wyoming, Force could be 1-8. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one nine if they get or, one, yeah. I guess, no, they probably wouldn't be 8. They'd be like 10. Or about, yeah, maybe Air Force couldn't get there because they're probably no, going to be. The Air Force, I don't yeah. know. We'll, it, we'll, we'll see. But, we'll see. but that, that's at least the bottom three look like they could be in the quarterfinal matchups. Yeah, um, and that's kind of interesting. I mean, here's the thing. Air Force, for as much as we joke about them, they have the same amount of conference wins as New Mexico does. They both have three wins. Uh, San Jose State, unfortunately, we were really, really hyped up on the Tim Miles era, and it has not gotten off to a great start yet, unfortunately. Sorry, Timmy. Tim, I love you, and I love your team, and I am supportive of whatever is going on over there. 
it does not seem to be in the cards this year, but hey, they still got five more chances to get a Mountain West win, uh, to get Tim Miles up on, on, on the board there. Well, not that Tim Miles has Mountain West wins in his, in his career already. Of course, I yeah. Just, Just not as far as wins. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the bottom four, there's a little bit of intrigue there, uh, in terms of, you know, a race for, I guess, not 10th place. Uh, <laughs> but, but, so Air Force, the reason I, I'm getting at that is the Air Force could potentially be the nine seed, in which case they could get into a game against Wyoming like that. So, yeah, let's call this, uh, quarterfinal weekend, baby, or yeah, something like I that. Can't. And New Mexico, San Jose State, that's a perfect first day of the Mountain West tournament. Hey, Lobos (laughs) just beat the Cowboys. Come on. Hey, I know they did. And San Jose State's vying for their first Mountain West win under Tim Miles. We've just gone through why this is such an important game. So I'm not, I'm not telling anybody. I'm telling you it's at 1 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Network. You should tune in. Don't look away. Uh, Jalen House could have a million points. It's sicko basketball, so that is. <laughs> it is. It's really, it is. It's sicko basketball, but it's sicko basketball at its finest, baby. Here's what you do. See what it is at halftime, then shoot it if it's close. Yeah. I mean, and, and speaking of sicko basketball, as we're recording this Uh-oh. at 9.30 p.m. Pacific, San Jose State's in the middle of a game that tipped off 30 minutes ago. So, First like, there's yeah. sicko basketball. So it might be time to get off here and uh, see if, well, no. Okay, so San Jose State is down 31-13 at the moment. So this might not be the night that Tim Miles gets to win number one. But, hey, that just makes Sunday's game against the Lobos even more worth watching. All right, so that's it for this week. Yes, check the most of these games are on CBS Sports Network this weekend. So check that check that out. We'll have our previews up for hopefully most of these games. I think that's our plan. That's what we sort of do usually. So we miss your team. Apologies, but stuff happens. But MWR.com, check us out there. We'll be back next week, and we'll be two weeks away from Flexion Sunday, one week closer to figuring something out, right? I don't know. See, well, I, I never feel like I'm close to figuring anything out. So I said one week closer <laughs> to figuring something out. Well, okay, closer. We'll call it closer. I didn't say how close. It could be, right. Yeah, exactly. It could be four inches. It could be a, mil- feet, a millimeter know. closer, yes. Exactly. We'll get back there. So, yeah, MWR.com. Check us out for all of our written stuff. Again, we got our football show we did, me and Matt did the other day. We talked about the schedule release. We got, obviously, Hoops, March Madness coming up. So, we'll have a lot more going on. And, yeah, just uh, stop by, say hi on Twitter, MWC Wire. Obviously, Heat Check CBB. You do some you do your DPI over there. Buddy Eli, Lucas do all sorts of great stuff. Check out their stuff as well. It's a little bit different than what we write about. But it's all fun. It's all called basketball. And it's a time where, Andy, more and more people are paying attention because football's over. Um, nobody cares about spring football because it's lame and boring. It's true. So it's all an NBA all-star break. Who cares? Because well, all-star game's dumb. And here's a plug for why you should read, you know, Heat Shakes CVB is because more than ever, it's important to see how the Mountain West is stacking up against other leagues because you need to know if the Mountain West is going to be getting bids or not. And not that, you know, not that the mountainwestwire.com isn't doing a fantastic job of that, but the more the better when it comes to information. Bigger That's picture. I, that's what I always say. Correct. Check out all your stuff. Um, yeah. I always say it. Lucas does his, it's, it's, sorry, it's Lucas who does the bracketology as well, right? Yeah. So Lucas Harkins does the bracketology. Uh, he is a fantastic bracketologist who really, really dives into figuring out not just, you know, wins and losses and, and stats and blah, 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 but really looking at the committee's behavior and, and analyzing that and trying to figure out what they've done, um, He's doing a lot of cool work over there. That's what we just talked about, the article. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's how the committee looks at teams, what they did the past couple years for a handful of teams. So it's just a different perspective and more in-depth that we do. That's for certain things, most things, I should say. We don't go super in-depth on all those things. But, again, more information. That's why Bracket Matrix is an Asian resource. So you can see where the ranking is at. Our buddy Larry does a bunch of that stuff, too, to kind of put in perspective. Like, hey, here's what everybody's thinking nationally. But it's just college basketball season. Get into it. Find your teams, get ready now, and go put. Uh, now I cannot, I cannot recommend this because I don't want people to get back at me. But can I say go Aztecs? Will they like you now? Just say that. <laughs> I say, I say, pursue value where you see it in the world, people. 
Pursue value anywhere you see it. And if you see plus 2,500 and you think that there's value there, well, it's up to you to make the, to you make your own decision. You, you <laughs> likely American, you who has got freedom. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm really just rambling, trying to dance around telling people, yeah, that's a great piece of value. Jump on it. Um, I would, I would never, I would never say that. I would not. If you're in Colorado, if you're in Nevada, if you're in now New York State, you can mobile gamble. Go do it. I'm like, I like, I'd recommend that's good value. So that we'll end right there because that's all we got. Again, yeah, because the cops they're knocking on my door. Now. Hey, there's websites that recommend gambling. We just because we don't we don't charge know, for it. I know. I'm just joking. We need a 900 number. The cops <laughs> haven't been here in in weeks. Oh, just weeks. Though. Good to hear. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next time, folks. MWR.com and. Um, and we like that. We like to have fun. See, it's basketball season, and March is literally what are we? Twelve days away from March first. Um, yeah, it's not a leap year, I don't think. So yeah, it's not twelve days from March first. So yeah, we'll keep coming until March comes and, and pass in, and we'll see you then.